0: If you like the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast, consider giving us your support on Patreon. Alright. Welcome to the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast. I'm your host, Richard, and I'm a big dumb
1: jerk. And I'm your host, Brendan... And I can't think of anything at the top of my head. <laughs> You're not really good with this witty repartee. I should have seen it coming this time because you did the last show, too. I did
0: the last show we just did half an hour ago. I just did this to you. Let's, let's start over. Welcome to the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast on January 17th, 2022. My name is Richard, and I'm a wonderful, beautiful, kind person and a devout Catholic. Father, lover, pipe smoker, car fixer, and closeted Homosexual.
1: And I am your other host, Brendan, who's a big fat jerk. <laughs> you are just saying the
0: thing that I said, like like a minute ago. Yeah, but they don't know that. I don't know. I am not to edit this. <laughs> live stream? Can I live stream after we recorded it? I don't. I don't think so.
1: It's, it's live streaming with a with a little bit of a delay.
0: That's right. The delay, three or four weeks. <laughs> um, it's like doing your taxes. Anyway, what are we what are we talking about today?
1: We should start throwing things like that in the title, like live stream.
0: Live stream.
1: Pre recorded live stream. Yes. Oh, that's good. Um, Oh, yeah. So
0: tonight we're going to have some Asian snacks. Or you are. I'm not because I don't want to eat those. Because
1: I'm on a diet. As Brendan's trying to be, you know, a not so fat jerk. Yeah, I'd like to be a not obese jerk, just a chubby jerk. Right, Crinkles? The chubby jerk. Sounds like a good chubby jerk. The Chubby Jerk. It yeah, sounds like a good uh, Jamaican restaurant. Uh, I'm trying to think of
0: how we can use chub and it, jerk in a sentence. It, uh, would, be,
1: it, it would be a, uh, you know, if it was in England, you know, it, I was going to say. Hmm. I lost that train of thought, don't totally.
0: Something about chubs and jerking? Right. Yeah. These are little, like, fish crackery things. I tried some earlier really this week before I started my diet. These are barbecue
1: flavor. The package looks makes them look like they might be, like, goldfish. Um, like goldfish crackers. Yeah. Um, they aren't, though. Now, looking at them, they, they're translucent. They're extremely... There's, like, nothing to them. They're hollow. Yeah. So, these have to be really low-calorie for...
0: See the picture of them. They're um Japanese, I believe. Oh, no, I don't think they're... I think they're Chinese. Hold on, let me see. But they're all sorts of little... Yeah, product of China. Fun... Um, shapes. These are barbecue flavor. Yeah, they're all kinds of fun little animal shapes. See the picture to see the brand. There's no English brand name on it. But it's kind of like, because they're barbecue flavored, it's kind of like a savory flavored animal cracker equivalent, but it's not anything like an animal cracker, of course. It's a puffy little wheat thing. The shapes are kind of neat, though. The shapes are pretty good.
1: Yeah, they're actually really good. Like, I can tell that's a sea lion.
0: That's a squid. They all taste the same, though. What's that one? Oh, it's a shrimp. Oh, it's a shrimp. So, would you buy these again, Richard? It's a penguin. So, would you buy these again?
1: Oh, yeah. These are nice. These would make a nice TV snack. It's not to even throw in the mix. Yes, the mix. We have to do an epic mix. Maybe once we start doing YouTube
0: uh, more. Yeah, I've actually stopped putting our podcast on YouTube because, because mm. no one was listening there.
1: That, I don't know what it is. Crab. The crab? You know, it would be really fun As, uh, if each of these was flavored like the animal that it... That's right. That's a lot of work for a small box of crackers. This would be a starfish. No one can see these. We can. We can. We can people, people can use their imaginations, you know. No, they can't. That's what the internet's for. We
0: invented the internet, there's no more imagination. If I can't find it on Amazon, it doesn't exist. Ooh, that's a good seahorse. That is a good seahorse. I guess you can have the little fins and stuff. And you have for a drink a Korean... Yogurty, sparkly, fizzy drink.
1: Yep, it is lightly peachy, kind of, kind of milky, peach well, it, colored. It's a yogurt based
0: fizzy drink. I think it's fizzy. Some of them are, some of them aren't fizzy. I think they have fizzy and unfizzy versions. We don't do that, do we? It says sparkling yogurt, so I'm assuming yeah. it's fizzy. Right, but like we had that um, the Japanese calpis the other yeah. week, which was not fizzy. Oh. <laughs> You just shook up a fizzy drink, and then you opened it. Well, it w- they had sediment at the bottom. Oh, I suppose. That is funny,
1: though. It didn't, like, spray or that. No. It was like a Coke or something, which goes poof. So it's not super carbonated, but it's a very, very nice flavor. You know, I would drink these instead of pop. You can. You can buy them at the Asian grocery store. You can
0: literally drink those instead of pop. Actually, you can actually but get cases of things
1: at the was, bigger stores. Yeah, I was going to say, but I don't go... To the grocery store and buy pop. I don't so. think you
0: go to the grocery store.
1: I think your wife goes to Costco. I go to Costco with her. We, that's, those are our dates. Our dates.
0: So you, you abandon the children and go to Costco.
1: Um, yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's no like,
0: qualifier. Oh, no, we have a babysitter. Our oldest one can take care of them. You're like, yeah, we just, we just abandon them and uh, go to Costco. H- how does a date work at Costco? How does that... So... Let me buy you a free when, set, When my honey. oldest
1: daughter is at home from university, what we do is we will go out to dinner first. Oh, okay. And and then we'll go to Costco afterwards.
0: They're going to say, we go to dinner at Ikea first, get some of those Swedish hot dogs, uh, then so we you can jam on over to Costco.
1: We have done it where we eat dinner at Costco, but their, their menu is not the greatest. Their, their, chicken, their chicken is not too bad. It lacks flavor. I forget
0: what stand comic said this, but it's true. Anyone who's eating at the, like, eatery inside, like, a Walmart or a Costco or a department store is a murderer. All of those people are serial killers. Every single... Anyone who is eating lunch at the Walmart cafeteria, they're a murderer. Well, the Walmart here is a a McDonald's. They're all murderers. Would you actually want to eat at the Walmart McDonald's? I've got it. It looks like the filthiest place in the world. It's just a McDonald's. I
1: feel like the They're ones all filthy.
0: I feel like the ones that I use as, you know, free public bathrooms aren't filthy. Which are usually the highway ones. Are they better? You know what I mean? You're traveling, you really gotta go to the bathroom, you see McDonald's, that's the place where I can go to the bathroom and it'll look at me funny if I use the public bathroom. that's that's, that's how I'm self conscious. I don't want people to look at me and go, he's just gonna pee in here, maybe more, and not buy anything. McDonald's, no one cares. No one looks so funny. Along the highway, I just stop at the on routes. Yeah, yeah, if you're on the main highways. But if you're traveling off the the beautiful 400 series of highways in Ontario. Now he's a gas station. Yeah, you're an animal, Richard. A filthy animal. I can pee standing up. I mean, I, I like to pee on the side of the road. My wife's against that. We'll be on like a regular like a little, little highway, you know, one language way. Yeah. And I'll just pull over and just take a whiz. And she's like... People could see you. Maybe I'm like they're far away in their cars driving by quickly. i are not trying to look at my wiener. No one cares. If they want to look, then that's their problem. If I end up in a Reddit thread, guy peeing by side of road, I'm okay with that.
1: Nobody cares about that. No police officer is going to be like, "Oh, uh, excuse me, sir." So, middle no, of nowhere, illegal. I have an amusing story about um, one of my parents' hired hands. He was coming back from Toronto with his wife.
0: So hired hand. This is a guy that worked on your parents' farm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not hired gun, but... <laughs> hired gun. And he's coming along the 401. I guess he had to go piss. And this The 401's
0: is, a great big highway in Ontario.
1: And this is before all the on-routes. Little highway stops. Easy yeah. highway stops, yeah. And he had to go pee. And he pulled over at the side of the road, and his, and his wife was giving her a hard time. She's like, what if someone sees you? He's like... What's the chance of anyone we know driving by while I'm going pee? And
0: even then, like, if I, if I saw you in your minivan, and you were taking a Waz on the side of the highway I drove by, I'd be like, wave to Richard, kids. And we'd all wave, and we keep going. So it's not a big deal. no one cares. You're not facing the highway. You're, like, in behind your vehicle, facing the side. It's not like you're, like, waving the old bird out there to oncoming traffic. So, hold on.
1: Ah. The amusing part is, is that, so he goes and takes his pee, and then he shows up on a, at our farm the next, but well, this is on a weekend, it's so on a Monday, and my uncle, who's part owner on the farm, he says, oh, I saw you on the weekend. Where? You did? Yeah, yeah, on the side of the, uh, on the side of the highway, taking a piss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I mean, I think about some of the small, like, fishing boats that didn't have bathrooms. And you know, maybe some. I think most of the modern ones probably have something because it's kind of more common now. But where do you think these guys went to the bathroom? Over the side. There was a spot, a specific spot on the boat where you went over the side, so you weren't,
1: you know, interfering with work being done. Though growing up on a farm, you just go wherever. Well, you, yeah, you just, you know, little kids, they just you you drop your pants down to your knees and go pee. I can't just take a whiz behind the barn.
0: I have to get back to shoveling cow manure. I can't just have to go in the house and wash my well, hands. And,
1: if you're shoveling cow manure, you just pee it's into the cow manure. Yes, I was trying to be more elegant. But those things, is, as as kids, it was no big deal to just go take a. And actually, I have to go take a pee, and you know, with your your buddy is like, "Oh, so do I," and then so they'd pee beside each other. Yeah, the young people are really like uptight now about someone seeing their their bird. Yep. Yeah. And, and heck, if you're a good friend, you may even go and cross the streams. That's right. Ghostbusters. Yeah, make jokes about Ghostbusters.
0: Uh, the 80s was a golden age for many things. Mm-hmm. I feel like the 80s was like the second coming of the 1960s. If you think about it. Anyway, I don't know, what do we call them? Ocean goldfish Chinese crackers again?
1: Yes, I would. They're, cool. they're really tasty. And honestly, there's a lot of... Work eating them because they're very but there's not much to them.
0: Yeah, they're little, but they're they're hollow.
1: Mm-hmm. They're puffed. And they've got a really nice crunch. As you can guys can probably hear. There's a tomato juice flavored
0: one for you to try either immediately next or later.
1: Tomato juice flavored. You know, I think I know that's gonna taste like it. it's gonna t- taste like tomato, Campbell's tomato soup. Yeah, we've had other tomato soup things from
0: Asia. There's certain Asian foods, they like the tomato soup flavor for a reason. We've talked about this. Anyway, so what I want to talk about tonight is this guy, a young English guy, who traveled from China to Newcastle, England, on his bicycle. 9,000 kilometers. And it took him four months. So, have you heard about this guy? No, I haven't. And back to the show. Back to the show, yeah. So, we just took uh, seven minutes to watch um, a video. I'll put the link in the description. Yeah, I'll put the link in the description. So the chap's name is Josh Reed. And I say chap because he's an English chap from Newcastle, and he flew to China to Shanghai, bought a giant brand bicycle from the factory they make them, and rode it nine thousand kilometers all the way home to England, you know, going on various boats and bridges and switchbacks and deserts and mountains. But I guess what I found interesting were the kind of the little tidbits of facts about his journey, where they talked about how. Um, or, he, or he talked about raw. He narrated himself in his own drone footage and his own. Um, what are those little cameras called? Well, uh, GoPro. Go yeah, I imagine it was a GoPro yeah as well. But what was interesting when he was in China, as a foreigner, you're supposed to tell the Chinese police or the you know government where you're sleeping every night, where you're supposed to be, where you're staying. And I don't know how strict they are in Japan, but when I was in Japan. They wanted to know where I was going to. I was at a hotel all week, you know, so that wasn't that big of a deal. But what was interesting? He talked about that how he actually is camped on the side of the highway in Chinese. Go and kind of camp next to the road, or underneath the bridge, or wherever, like a hobo or a tramp.
1: Yeah, for which country it was, I was uh, listening to some lady talk about. You know, this is her travels when she was younger, so in the the seventies, and the country she was in, you had as a requirement for your visa, you had to call the local report into the local police station of whatever town you were in. At least once a day. I just call them or go in person person saying, hi, I'm a foreigner, I'm staying here. Let's show your visa.
0: What and country was that? Was that Eastern it,
1: Europe? It was, uh, It was. yeah, somewhere in Eastern Europe, I think. So, so this guy, Josh Reed, who
0: did the 9,000 kilometer, four-month trip from Shanghai to Newcastle, England. Um, we just kind of watched the video him and going through all the different countries. It was interesting how he talked about, in Central Asia, all the tunnels, cause, because of course there's mountains in Central Asia, lots of mountains. They're not lit. There's no light and there's no ventilation, whereas once he got past that, uh, now he was all of a sudden having lit tunnels and ventilated tunnels and how nice it was. And he went the northern route, too. He didn't go to the lower Middle East. He went up north and China,
1: Kazakhstan. There may, choosing his route, it sounded like a lot of it was based on the quality of the roads. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, he, yeah, he kind of went
0: kind of up and over a lot of the Middle East, kind of the top of the Middle East. And then through, you know, Turkey, which is the gateway to Europe from Asia, through Bulgaria, Hungary, and then, you know, up through
1: Eastern Europe, up through regular Europe. And also, depending on when he did this, there may have been certain areas where he would not be able to pass through um,
0: safely. You need visas and things. Yeah, I've, I've heard Russia is a bit hit and miss for going across. Because you think Russia, if you were in China, can you just go China, Russia? And then if Russia, then you'd be in northern Eastern Europe. Oh, and you're, you're almost back to England. I mean, you can get yeah. a boat to England from uh, Norway or Poland or somewhere. So, but yeah, I guess you picked the route two also to see probably a lot of different countries, some interesting countries. So, yeah, but that was kind of neat, though, because I've often thought about that. That, you know, in Canada, we kind of take it for granted that if I wanted to go from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean, I just follow the one transit Canadian, the TCH, the yeah. Trans Canadian Highway. And no problem, you would just get there. You'd eventually just get there, and you'd be on a proper highway, you know, paved. Even if you know very rural, middle of nowhere. Yes, there could be wolves. Once you're in Western Canada, you'd just eventually get there, and it would be fine. But for him to go through all those different countries and visas, and yeah, it's kind of kind of interesting. It must have been pre-COVID. Because he was shaking hands at people and I saw no masks in the video.
1: Also, I was gonna say is that the route may have also been, yeah, politically motivated too, in that there may depending on when this was done, there's certain countries that you might not want to be in as a you know As a foreigner. Yeah. As a well just as a foreigner or as a Brit or Or as a lone foreigner. Yeah. Because like often
0: like couples or family groups or bigger groups, like tourist groups, are safer because people know, oh, those are money. You're coming here To eat in restaurants, see some shows, do stuff, spend money, and leave. Because a lot of countries like tourists because we're going to come leave money in your country and then get out. Yeah. So, would you ever do something like this? You and I talked about a Dakard. We both like the idea of doing a Dakard, which is ridiculous. But a lot of people that do that, they don't finish it.
1: No, majority of people who do it don't finish it.
0: I would love to do the Dakard and finish it. It's just kind of one of those things in the back of my mind, I think. Once my kids are raised... And like off to university, should we take months and go and drive an SUV with two other guys, a ridiculously far distance?
1: So I saw the I saw a little thing on the mini team, um, they, they're, they're an Austin
0: mini team, yes, and doing the Dakar,
1: yes, good, good grief. The thing is, they there's because there's a car class, Oh, I suppose, yeah, and there's the trucks, then there's the. Heavy trucks, like the, you know, the your Russian military style trucks, the That go over everything. Yeah, but 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 the thing is, because this is a race too,
0: I wouldn't care about coming in last or first if it was my first time doing it, and because I'd be like an amateur, the I just want to finish it. Yeah, I the, want to get the to most the impressive ends.
1: are the guys who do it on motorcycle, the motorcycle ones. Oh, I can't. But
0: like some of the going is like twelve hours a day, for day after day after day after day.
1: Yeah. Some of the big teams have helicopter support, and that sort of stuff. You know,
0: right? I like the team that um I first heard about the deckard. It was Jeremy Clark's on Top Gear, and he had it was ex servicemen, British military, and they'd all lost a limb of some kind or more than one limb, and they were a team of guys, and they actually finished it. They actually got to the end. Yeah, I was like, holy moly, because
1: it's well, like the mini team, the, the the mini team, they they built a custom lattice work. Frame underneath the car to lift it and to, you know, so they've actually built a, you know, sort of a truss work frame under the car. Why? Because they need more ground clearance. Oh,
0: you mean to raise the car up to height. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And
1: also because people have had cars break in half because of this, the, the constant vibration. Because this, this is not on roads. Right.
0: There's like, um, probably the, um, the, the, the washboard. Roads you see in a lot of, like, rural areas and places like Africa, and even the Middle East places, they, they go through and basically scrape out a road into the rock into, or whatever's there. Yeah. Bump, 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 bump. So, if we were going to do a Dakar, and I'm not saying we are, but I would like to, if we were going to do a Dakar, what vehicle would we take? I'm thinking a four-man team, four guys. I'm probably the driver because I can drive for 12 hours and actually do it and get some sleep and get up and do it again and again and again.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, just,
0: me- I'm mechanically inclined, but not mechanically knowledgeable.
1: Yeah, I would say, I know one team tried to do a use do a Forester a few uh, probably seven or eight years ago, and they, A Subaru Forester, Subaru Forester, and they didn't make it very far.
0: I feel like a Subaru Forester, although I really like it as a family vehicle. I'm not sure I'd want to abuse it that much, like that. I don't know. I mean, is is there like a rally version of the Forester? Because really, uh, it's the WRX, so, it's so the Impreza has the STI rally version with all the fancy-schmancy stuff.
1: Yeah, so this this is the interesting thing, is that at the time, they couldn't... And they were doing it on budget, too. Right. Now you can get... You know, it depends on how much you have money to spend. If you spend $10,000 on, on suspension, um, like I said, the Mini team, they basically built a... It's a Mini, yes... But they built, a it's a unibody car, but they built a frame for it.
0: Right. So basically, if we went and got a brand new wilderness super duper uh, Forrester and then dumped another equivalent purchase cost of a Forrester into it.
1: We could probably we, do it.
0: Yeah. Pro- yeah. So, so it would really be like a so you, hundred you, grand Canadian?
1: Yeah. So you wouldn't want, I don't think you'd want a turbocharged because too many things, but you might want to say get the turbocharged motor because it's it's a... Sturdier motor, right, and remove the turbo, which De- is a very funny thing to do. Detune it. Speed is great, but it's better to have reliability. You blow an engine, you're done, right? And um, then, yeah, the Dakar, you, you want to be you, able to go all day. You get too much uh, dust and that sort of stuff sucked up into your turbo.
0: You fill it with uh, with rocks and dust and bits.
1: Um, you're done. You want suspension travel because, um, and you want it to be soft enough so. There's a company, Anderson Design, they do long travel suspension for for Subarus. You'd probably want to, I don't know if you'd, you'd keep the multi-link suspension in the back end, because there's just not that much travel in multi-link suspension.
0: Sure, now we, we could talk about this for hours, and we probably will, but all in all, if you and I had to travel 9,000 kilometers in a road trip, it would be in and car, not on an bicycle. Yes. A bicycle built for two. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Go, go to Shanghai. we get a bicycle for two? Oh, yeah, we can make that. No problem. Give us a couple days. Because China. And, so, then, and then we're, we're,
1: we're, we're going to bike home to Canada. We're
0: going to bike home to Canada. Uh, well, actually, you can get a ferry from Denmark via the Faroe Islands to Iceland. And then once you're in Iceland, you'd have to hop on a plane. But we actually could... Get as close as Iceland. You might we we'll be
1: able to get a fishing vessel.
0: You get a shipping boat. A
1: shipping sure, boat, shipping
0: yeah. boat, but um, just for regular transportation, you can actually, in theory, ride your bicycle all the way from China to Iceland with regular passenger ferries. There's no passenger ferry between Iceland and Canada.
1: Yeah, and crossing the Bear- the ice and the Bering Strait, just no.
0: Two <laughs> on a bicycle built for two. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that's it for uh, tonight. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any comments, please let us know in the comments what you think about our topic, riding your bicycle for 9,000 kilometers from Shanghai to Newcastle, England.
1: If you can, please take a moment to share, like, subscribe, thumbs up button. If you already support us on Patreon, thank you very much. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening.
0: You could do a Dakar, though. How hard it would be. Oh. <laughs> Middle-aged man talk. Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on Patreon. Woof. <laughs> <laughs>